0: To Get Animated, the anime watch along podcast with the hosts of Get Played. I'm self proclaimed cyber psycho Heather Ann Campbell.
1: I'm self proclaimed automated fleshlight Nick Weiger. And I'm self proclaimed human but trash Matt
2: Apodaca. Hello, everyone. Hello,
0: everyone. And welcome back to the premiere anime podcast where this week we are talking about cyberpunk edge runners. Yes. In, in light celebration of the revamping of the game and also the release of Phantom Liberty.
1: Right. I and I and I've noticed that this anime has kind of been, you know, I, I don't want to say recirculating, but it's just just it's kind of back in the zeitgeist, I think for that reason and people have been talking about it a little bit. I, I saw it appearing more in, in the top of people's algorithms. Uh and we all watched this when it released, which I felt like was like 2021, but it's actually just last year. Jeez. Isn't that wild? Oh my god. Really? Does it feel oh much my longer god. ago? God. But it was like 2022 when that when the show came out.
0: I watched it on my I converted uh, an old Mac Classic. Yeah. and watched it on my Mac Classic on Netflix and it was uh, it felt like the most cyberpunky thing I could do at the time. Yeah. So this time I'm watching it on televisions and it's fucking gorgeous.
1: Very very yeah. uh, just visually appealing show. Just looks fantastic. I yeah. I think
0: this might be The autumn of cyberpunk,
1: the autumn of cyberpunk, Mm.
0: because because like there's people are revisiting it. Yes, because of the the new release, and so much of the um, feedback has been so complimentary. Right, and then this anime is already a classic. A year later, it is it instant classic. I sent a a a poll to you guys from Reddit, Mm -hmm. like the R anime subreddit, and it's um, it's like the top. 25 sci-fi anime of all time and edge runners is in the top five and wow. it's in in the top five with shows like steins gate and evangelion mm-hmm. like big big hitters yeah and i don't think it is the recency bias for because it's been out long enough now that i don't think that people are like right. oh oh cyberpunk it just came out last week i love it i'll put it in the top five it's a year
2: yeah yeah that's interesting and there was a you sent us a thing too you maybe said this just now where people are like now's a great time to watch it again. Yeah, well, that's what we're doing. Yeah. That's
1: what we're doing. We're watching it again. So if you didn't watch it the first time, you get hey, now uh, hop along, hop on board. And if you didn't watch it the first time, I encourage you to rewatch it because I think it's a show that benefits from a rewatch, especially knowing the 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 season long arcs, which we won't spoil in this initial talk through. We'll we'll get we'll, you know, we'll go along this journey as it progresses. We're not going to talk about the end game until we get there. I never finished it. You never finished. I it? never. I never watched it all the way oh, through. My oh man!
2: God, Matt.
1: Oh my god!
2: <laughs> oh no, Matt! What a
1: show not to finish.
2: I never. I watched. I think maybe. I think I maybe watched the first four or something. I don't remember okay. how many I watched. Oh my
0: god! Got it. It is you. This show, st- and this is not a spoiler. Yeah. This show sticks the fucking landing.
1: Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, I'm okay. excited. I'm excited.
2: Mm-hmm. Look, I'm excited that Cyberpunk's back. I'm just excited about yeah, it. Yeah,
1: I'm realizing when you said the autumn of cyberpunk, I thought you were talking about like kind of the the micro genre, the aesthetic, but the aesthetic. But you specifically mean of cyberpunk 2077, the property. Yeah, the yeah f- the, got
0: it. Because if I say the fall of cyberpunk, right. it sounds like oh, I'm talking about the end of cyberpunk. Yeah, the eyes of this cyberpunk. This is the autumn yeah. of yes. cyberpunk. Yeah, and I think it's going to sneak up on people in a way that we weren't expecting because this this year has been so fucking stacked with games and anime. Right. So, like, you're going to come into the fall not thinking, oh, everybody's going to be talking about cyberpunk again, and I think they are.
1: I think so, too. And also, I'll just say, this show was—it was really smart of CG Project Red to make this show, to approach Studio Trigger specifically, to give them the artistic leeway to make what they wanted to make. Uh, because it made it elevated the entire to your point it elevates the cyberpunk like ip Mm -hmm. like it makes this seem like cooler it makes the world seem richer it informs what's happening in the game like i know that that there's been additional content uh that has come from the the anime that's been populated into the game world uh but also like it just makes it all feel like bigger and richer and more lived in in general
0: i know that i'm wishing for a multiverse that is is several universes away from this one. But can you imagine a year where all these games came out and then now that Cyberpunk is at the place where they wanted it to be yeah. on release?
2: Right. Three years later.
0: Three years later. Can you, imagine, can you imagine if it had been held and this year that version of Cyberpunk 2077 and the anime had dropped at the same time? Like... People would be like, I don't, I don't know what game of the year is.
2: Yeah, it's interesting to think about because it's like, I feel like I've just seen a lot, a lot of stuff. Obviously, as of recording the update and the DLC aren't out yet. They will be soon.
1: Yeah, they're they they're not quite out yet. We're yeah. a few days away.
2: But everyone's talking about how fucking good it is and how, um, or at least the the update and how the update really makes it feel like a completely different thing. Right. But like, aside from that, I'm just seeing people playing the game raw, still like, like playing it without this update and are, are loving it and are showing all this crazy, like there. I saw a combat, you know, like when we would watch um, or we'd send each other The Last of Us to uh, like combat encounters oh, yeah, and just like yeah. how sick they were. I saw stuff recently from Cyberpunk that I just like had never even occurred to me before. Yes. Unbelievable stuff.
0: Is it is it jumping over a fence and commanding everyone to blow their own brains out? <laughs> <laughs> it's <laughs>
2: not dissimilar to that. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely. But, you know, we'll talk about, I think we'll talk more about the game. Yes. On the, um,
0: podcast, on the podcast about video games, Get Played. That's yes. our sister podcast. Well, actually, this is the sister podcast, isn't it?
1: They're both sisters. They're sisters. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yuck! Yeah, uh, and the twins, <laughs>
0: <laughs> guys. Um, I can't wait to talk about this anime, and I really can't wait to watch it now that I know that Apadaka hasn't seen the end of it. But before we talk about Cyberpunk Edge Runners, mm. we normally like to dabble in like our own personal mm-hmm. watchdowns. Yeah, sure. Uh, in a segment called. Uh, What's it called again?
1: Uh, what we've been webin'. What
0: we've been weebin'. Well, we we Hi, it's me, Ash Ketchum from the hit series Pokemon. I was kicked off the show for for scabbing against my own poke union. <laughs> and now it stars somebody else. But here I am on Get Played asking you, Nick Weiger. What have you been weaving? Uh,
1: first off, it is get animated, not get played. You're not in the main feed, just so you know. What the fuck? You're behind the paywall. Why I do just you wanna... keep
2: doing this to me? Well, I
1: just want you to be clear. I just don't want you to think, like, I'm going to be in, in played. You know, anyone can download it. No, you do have to subscribe.
2: And one's not better than the other. One's
1: not better than the other. It's still, you know, the show you are on. I don't want to be, be on.
2: a fucking anime show.
0: I hate anime.
1: You hate anime? Yeah,
0: those, those assholes kicked me off my own show.
1: Oh, boy, yeah. You got some bitterness towards the genre as a result. Well, you know, it, but I think you have a great legacy. I, I think did anime something is,
0: illegal with a Charizard.
1: Something
2: illegal. Like committed a crime together or something to the Charizard?
1: Yes. Oh, boy. Oh. It being vague makes it worse. It's yeah, one of those yeah, things. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
2: Uh, can't wait to see that documentary. <laughs>
0: Use your imagination and then use it again on new imagination plus.
1: Oh, then boy. you
0: get an idea of what I did.
1: The documentary is good. it should be like one movie but they're going to make it a six-part series yeah. with a lot of filler, a lot of extra interviews. Exactly. And why is, we we get the story. Yeah, why is Brock talking for like 70 minutes like we they get and they, it.
2: they uh you know when they do the like they put somebody in silhouette and yeah. they make their voice We know it's Mewtwo. We know it's Mewtwo.
1: It's obvious. (laughs) It's like, who else is shaped like Mewtwo? Uh, Anyway, look forward to that. I'll be checking that out. But what I've been weaving, Ash, to answer your question. uh, Thanks, Nick. uh, I'm ZOM 100. I'm continuing to watch that. Uh, Their most recent episode as of this record is their horniest episode yet, uh, which I was very excited to see. A lot of fun. Uh, There's a new character, Beatrix, who is a... Uh, a, something of a weeb herself, she is a, a German expat who moved to Japan just as the zombie outbreak occurred, and she came at because she is a huge Japanophile. Uh, so she is just there, like you know, she steeped in the culture and was very excited to experience it and see the society that she'd fantasized about from afar. But when she arrives, uh, zombies are everywhere, menacing everybody. So she has joined the party. We have our core four now, uh, the four characters, and. Um, uh, yeah, it, it's a it, it's I, I think I mentioned the past two episodes got a little bit uh, more meditative, more melancholy, more talking about like what it's like to because the whole thing is about uh, about existing in a corporate world and and, you know, being brought down by capitalism. And so it's kind of a joyous thing when this apocalypse happens because all these characters are freed uh, from the shackles of having to be a worker. Uh, but, and the past two episodes were kind of like really laying it on thick with those themes. This one is just full on, like, uh, it's a party, like, like we're getting an RV, we're going to kill a bunch of zombies, uh, going to light them on fire. Uh, and then we're going to go to a hot spring. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's great. Uh, the, uh, the naked guy has some of his best naked guy stuff yet. Um, and, uh, it's, it's just, it's just a, just such a purely fun show and i I don't know if anyone who's listening is is watching, I assume a few people are at least, but uh, if you're not and you're looking for something that's just pure fun i would I would hardly recommend it because I'm laughing out loud watching this thing. It's a blast.
0: I love to hear it
1: and I'm worn out by zombie shit, so I should be skeptical, but it's just it's just so joyous do they with this naked guy uh well, I told Matt, you'd love this show yeah uh, but I think I mentioned him before on the podcast basically yeah. every episode He's, he's not normally naked. He's, like, a, he's a clothed guy by default. But he has, like, kind of in his back pocket that he will just get completely naked at some point for some purpose. And it's either, like, he's just so excited... Or it's like, you know, like, ah, I can, I can create a distraction by using nudity, and it'll just get completely naked out of nowhere. Uh, and the episode, fi- uh, the, the the way this episode does, but the way all the episodes, they always find a way to sneak it in, but in a way that kind of surprises you and catches you off guard. It's just like a hard cut to him completely naked yeah. in some context, and you're kind of figuring out uh, what his plan is. So
2: what are they doing, though? Are they like... Is it like a black bar situation? Great question.
1: There's, there's, what they actually do is really, it's, it's, they draw a squiggle, like a squiggly line over like his goods. (laughs) So, like, it's like, you know, it'll be like a little, like someone had scratched it out with a, with a colored pencil over his like butthole or, or, uh, penis and balls.
0: What? (laughs) Wait, but why? That's not how a butt should be. You shouldn't be able to look at a butt and see the hole.
1: Well, it depends on how he's positioned because sometimes he's like kind of leaning over trying to present himself for, you know, uh, For some purpose,
0: Ugh.
1: I'm just saying. If it was just a butt crack, they're not going to include it. But Matt, if it's like Matt hole was is implied,
0: looking away with
2: disgust.
1: Look, you asked for the mechanics of what was being covered up, I'm trying to give you some details. No I, light I, in I
2: Matt's got Matt's Here's the thing: I got an answer, yeah. but then Heather's clarification really, really did something. <laughs> <laughs> you it's shouldn't well, be able to see the
1: hole. It's well executed. <laughs> That's me. Um, someone else go.
0: Hey, Heather, it's your turn. What have you been weaving? Well, thanks Ash. Uh I have been weaving Vinland Saga season 2, which um the most recent episode I watched, I don't I don't know what number I'm on, saw the return of some season 1 characters and uh a, a sort of like a a vision of a would-be viking afterlife. And it was such an excellent episode and reminded me of All of the things about Vinland Saga season one that really hooked me on the show. Um, I'll admit, I was giving the show a shot because I'm like, I loved it so much. I'll I'll sit through all the farming episodes. I'm fucking tired of farming. I I get it. I get it, guys. You're you're showing me like the actual drudgery of Viking culture. And I can applaud your accuracy because I am in Viking classes and reading more about Vikings and more fucking science literature than I have ever read in my life. You guys would love to know the dude, you'd love to, speaking of naked dudes, did you want to know a Viking fact I learned this week?
1: Yeah, I would love to.
0: So when they are uh, preparing the uh, body in a funeral pyre, where they're like putting it on, on the ship and they're yeah. going to like set the ship on fire. They don't put the ship out to sea. They, they've they set it on fire on land. Uh, and after 10 days of revelry and just like the worst, most fucking disgusting rituals, and that's saying a lot because I'm the one who likes combat. <laughs> the last thing that happens is that everybody in the, in the village turns away from the boat. And a naked guy walks towards the boat backwards, covering his asshole with his hand. Wow. And a torch in his other hand. And when he gets up to the boat without looking at it, Indiana Jones style, he can throw the torch onto the boat, set it on fire, and then everybody else can light the boat on fire. Why is he covering? <laughs> because there's like, there are, there's some fear that right before they send you away, something might be able to get in.
2: Mm. Oh, interesting! And so
0: everybody looks away from the fucking boat, and the guy who lights it on fire has to cover his orifice. Right, he's only facing the boat orifice. Yeah, in order to get over to the boat to light it on fire.
1: Yeah, I would just say, like, why not just wear pants?
0: Because the pants will get cursed. Oh,
1: okay, got it. You gotta get,
0: you gotta get all the way up to the boat naked, yeah. making sure ghost doesn't get. In I'll the tell bubble. you, I'll
2: tell you something. If it's pants or my asshole, <laughs> I'm going with the pants cursed. <laughs> I, I
1: mean, can get new pants. Yeah, I can toss those cursed pants.
2: Yeah. Well, maybe once you get
0: close enough, the pants aren't enough.
1: Oh, you can go through the layers.
2: Yeah, At that point, you're like, I might as well just be naked. Yeah.
0: I'm surprised nobody ever put like a stone in there.
2: We don't know. I bet you they did. Yeah. Some, some
0: like, wily guy's like, guys, I'm not going to touch that. Yeah.
2: <laughs> don't worry, guys. I came prepared. <laughs>
0: uh, anyway, uh, watching Vinland Saga uh, to supplement my Viking education. And it's, it is it is shocking. The more I learn about Viking society, the more shocked I am at the research that went into Vinland Saga.
2: Mm.
0: Uh, like in, up and in, up and in, and including some of the swords being imports from areas that Vikings had conquered. So like all the swords aren't universally drawn. It's not always the same kind of sword that everybody's holding in mm. Vinland Saga. There's a couple different kinds of swords. And one of those kinds of swords is a reference to an area conquered by Vikings.
1: Wow. It's pretty
0: good. That right? Is,
1: that is, yeah, very much so. Not
0: something I can bring up in class when everybody's talking about the viking stuff that they that they consume <laughs> that week. I'm like, "Oh, I'm watching this Japanese anime called Vinland Saga." They'd be like, "Get the get out of class." Really yeah. you think so? So here's the thing about an elective viking class. Yeah. Most of the people in the class are over the age of 60. Got it. Except my professor. Yeah. And there's one younger woman.
2: Professor's like 400. <laughs>
0: Yeah, she's simultaneously young and old, dead and alive. No, she's she's a she's a young woman. I never, I can't tell anybody's ages anymore. Um, but there's a young a young woman, and then the rest are like old people. Yes, who are like, well, I want to learn more about Viking, and they're also they're extremely well educated. I went in like
2: it's on Zoom, you so you could see everybody.
0: Yeah, I went in, I went in like hoity toity about like, oh. I, I'm a smart person. I'm gonna fucking rock this class. Right. And they're asking questions like, uh, do you think that in say, let's talk about the battle of 673 and the archaeological evidence from Hastings? Uh, and she'll be like, Yes, yes, yeah, it's that paper, that paper. Like it's like
1: Wow. I'm like, yeah. holy
0: shit. And Vikings are supplementary education to these people whose primary form of education seems to be medieval history. Yeah, sure.
1: Interesting.
2: It's,
0: fu- it's fucking
2: intense. There's this meme going around on TikTok right now where women ask their male partners how much they think about the Roman Empire. So
0: Mary got me on that fucking <laughs> meme without me knowing what yeah. the meme was. Yeah. She texted me, how often do you think about the Roman Empire? Yeah. And I answered honestly and earnestly once a week. Mm-hmm. And she was like, holy shit, what? <laughs> and I was like, what? And she's like, what are you thinking about? Yeah. And I'm like, I mean, recently it's been about like whether or not the fall of an empire is visible to the citizens mm. or if it is an invisible process and suddenly you aren't able to be on the road anymore because mm-hmm. I feel like it is pertinent to say uh, current situations on on planet
2: Earth. Yes.
0: Uh, and she's like, what? What? What else do you think? And then, I'm like, we talk about Roman Empire for a bit, and then days later, I was on TikTok and saw the meme, and I was like, "Son of a bitch!" You got me.
2: <laughs> I, I'm gonna make this promise. Yeah, I'll never think about the Roman Empire. I'll get you too. No, I'll I don't want. I don't want to think about it. I don't want to know a goddamn thing about I'll it. Get okay? I'll get
1: you too. I'll tell you something about it. What they uh, had like uh lavatories, like communal lavatories. And their equivalent of toilet paper were uh, sponges that were set there on sticks. On sticks. And everyone used them.
0: But they dip them in, like, vinegar and yeah, shit.
1: Yeah, they dip them, out. They dip oh, them but good. they pull Oh, good. At least
2: they're covered in vinegar. <laughs> <laughs> the cleanest substance on earth.
0: Well, what's crazy about a communal shitter is that it means that people are, like, chatting.
1: Yes, It yeah. was an
0: open room with multiple toilets, and you'd sit around talking to people while you shit. yeah. That's not that's alien to me. That's like you might as well be from a different planet to describe that that's, shit to me. Yeah,
2: it's horrific.
1: Yeah. It's nasty. And
0: and it wasn't like it was flushable.
1: No.
2: Though they do they did like this is one of those things where every detail about it is worse than the thing you just heard. It's really bad.
0: <laughs> they did like they did have I mean, they had running water,
1: which yeah. is crazy. Yeah. Yeah, aqueducts are wild. So,
0: like, maybe there was like a river underneath the shitters. Mm. Well, maybe.
2: it's no wonder they fell.
1: I, um, I, I like, it, it is disgusting and it's weird to think about, but I think there's two, like, first off, like, light, like, people bring were just, it back. Bring it back. People were just like dirty and disgusting. Like, hygiene was on a completely different yeah. level. Totally That's...
0: wrong. Not true.
1: You, that that's just the Roman thing people were not like yep. people were hygienic. I think
0: that is an enlightenment uh, era way of making older cultures seem more disgusting and like now we are we are beyond yes that. because like we know for a fact Vikings, which came significantly after mm-hmm. the Romans, a day of the week was named about bathing. Like, and, and all of the uh, their contemporaries who wrote about Vikings were like, these guys are so clean. Mm. Like, they are so well-groomed and so bathed. Yeah. But, like, the Romans were clean. Like, people bathed.
1: People did bathe. So I I, I, I but guess they scrubbed
2: their asses with the fucking dirty shits. That's, that's what I was going to say is like
1: <laughs> more what I'm talking about is this specific context. Yes. It's like so it's so disgusting in terms of how we and so on anogenic versus what we think of as using the bathroom. Like there yes. was not the idea of like I'm going to go to a hand washing station and scrub yes. up with soap and hot water. Uh, but 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 beyond that, it's just like life was so fucking boring. You did not have shit to do. Like there was no you were lucky if you were literate and then had access to any reading material. But probably you had to like go like watch like a court musician or a fucking uh, go to the theater and watch an orator uh, for any sort of entertainment. So all you had to do was like sit and talk and like fuck and stuff like you had nothing to do. And then also everyone was drunk all the time. So, I think that's the other layer of like, I think if you were just like shit faced, then the idea of going to take a dump next to your yeah. buddy and having a conversation is like a little bit less oh, weird. Take me back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's talk about cyberpunk edge runners a show that is also disgusting in its own way. <laughs> so this was developed by CD Projekt Red, who made the game, and Studio Trigger. Studio Trigger was founded by a Gynax veteran, Studio Gynax veteran, uh, named Hiroyuki Imaishi, uh, who also directed this show. And the other notable hit, K- Studio Trigger's made a bunch of shows, but Kill La Kill, I think, is their most most notable other project. Uh, the, the So I'm going to go through a bunch of... of Polish and Japanese names, so I apologize if there's any mangling here. Uh, it was created by Rafał Zaki, and the screen story is credited to Bartosz Stibor. Uh, the script is uh, Masahiko Otsuka and Yoshiki Usa. And uh, I mentioned Imaishi is the director. Well, I, let's let's start here. What was everyone's reaction to this the first time upon release? And Matt, I know you didn't finish it, but yeah. like you're watching the the however many episodes you did. Like, yeah. what were you thinking when you were watching this initially?
2: I just remember being, you know. I think we were sort of, like, lukewarm to positive on the game. Like, we were like, the game is kind of dumb, but it's good. You Platinum did, Heather. I know that you really liked it. Yeah. Uh, I
1: mean, I finished it. Yeah, I think I we, did, we all finished it. I, I did really enjoy that game, despite it's, it's a real warts-and-all situation and in its yeah. initial release. It was very buggy, and a lot of it was unfun. But I think the narrative design was so strong.
2: Yes. So going into this, I remember being like, what, I mean, I I I, I think the world is interesting enough to, yeah. like, see other things about it and if we're not going to get more story in the game right now I'm happy to see more stories in in Night City uh told elsewhere and I remember thinking that this like these first two in particular being like these are great these are interesting and they really set up uh what you know the next bit of it is it's it's, it's a good uh table setting I think these first two episodes uh of this the season
1: yeah, Heather. Yeah, and you watched it obviously in your own setup. And what what was your like? What was your reaction watching this the first time? So my
0: first response was, the opening scene is everything I want in an anime. Mm-hmm. It's it's the one of the most violent things that I'd seen yeah. in a long time. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um. So I was like, oh okay. I, I I went in with a bias, and that bias was there's no way this is going to be good. Yeah. Like, there's no fucking way it's gonna feel like as good as like the Animatrix was. It wasn't great. Mm-hmm. Like, you weren't like, oh shit, the Animatrix. Years later, like yeah. a-, a lot of these sort of tie-in anime projects. Like, I never even watched the Blade Runner anime. Mm-hmm. Um,
2: Black Lotus.
0: Yeah, I never, I never watched Black Lotus because you're like, these are just sort of like.
1: Is that what it was called? There's a show called White Lotus. Is that what you're thinking of?
0: No, did, I think it's Black Lotus.
1: Did they do a White Lotus anime?
2: Jennifer Coolidge <laughs> making like really funny faces in the anime. Oh, oh.
0: you guys. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, <laughs> uh, no. So I went in low. Yeah. Low hopes, curiosity. And then somewhere around the midpoint, I started saying to my wife, my then my then fiance, mm. now wife, uh, I think this show is great. Yeah. And I don't know how it's great. And then the final the final couple episodes I was like, "Oh, this is like a tier 1 anime." And I can't believe that it's cyberpunk.
1: Yeah, I, I, my my reactions paralleled yours. I think it was a little bit less skeptical going in just because I'd heard it was good. I think word of mouth had spread at that point. And I think this one and League of Legends uh, Arcane, uh, those two anime kind of came out around the... Well, that's not... I guess not an anime. But I mean, like, those two animated series, real uh, realizations of video game properties, came out around the same time frame. And they were both, like, critically well-regarded. And both of them, I think, people were like, huh, okay. Uh, and this one, I, people can people can listen to our played episode where we covered this on initial release uh, if they want to dig that up through the archives to hear our, our actual reactions. But a way I remember being is like, like, wow, this is shockingly good. And then, yes, having a point by the end where I was like, wow, this is just like an incredibly well-crafted season of television. I can't believe they pulled this off. I, and I think the big thing that – that the, the things that I remember from this that, that I retained on this, wa- uh, this uh, wa- uh, watch through – is first off, every episode feels consequential to Matt's point. Like every episode, there's something happening where it's like, oh shit, that's really going to advance the plot. And the other thing is, it's just just a triumph of aesthetics. It's just such a gorgeous show. Uh, The character designer is uh, Yo Yoshinari. And I think just like the... Just the character designs in particular are so cool. Like, like they all look so great. Uh, the palette is is awesome. Everything is just soaked in neon. Both day looks and night looks are just so, you know, uh, the, those those uh, Miami Vice sort of palettes, you know? It, it's just, it's, it, and, and there's so much yellow used, which yeah. shouldn't work, but it's such a, a great dominant color.
0: Mary came in while I was re-watching the show, mm-hmm. and she was like, ah, it's, uh." Why has everything gotta kinda gotta, gotta look like Blade Runner? Yeah. And I was like, yeah, it, it sort of set the 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 tone for uh generations of cyberpunk stories on screen, right? I do think what sets apart cyberpunk is the color yellow. Yeah. Which you never see a non-neon standard yellow used as like a um motif. And it's it's used so uh it it proliferates through the opening credits, and it's also in David's jacket. Like it is a right. it is a visual icon, like the visual iconography of cyberpunk.
1: The subway cars, I believe, are yeah. bright yellow. Yeah, and,
0: and and it really fucking works.
1: Yeah, it's it's awesome. It's a great looking. It
0: feels show. good.
1: Yeah. Uh, and the there there is this little bit cause speaking of the character design I, I just I feel like I there, there at some point I wanted to get this information out. I might as well do it now, but this was a, a quote you maybe saw uh the site was anime Senpai where I found this but um this is talking about the character of Rebecca, who is like the you know she comes about not in these first two episodes I don't think uh but she is like a presence throughout the series
0: the the child bodied yes character
1: yes and uh this I'll re- I'll just read this quote. Uh, Rebecca's character concept was sent to CD Projekt Red initially, and they said she is a lolly. There are no lollies in Night City. She doesn't look like a cyberpunk 2077 character. However, Trigger's reply was shortened to the point: "No, the lolly must stay." So they just kind of put their (laughs) foot down. Uh, I I don't know. I mean, I think it was a great decision because I think it is a really cool character design, and I think it kind of like fits her sort of you know spark plug sort of personality. Um, But I think that also just kind of generally speaks to the the autonomy that 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 uh, uh studio trigger seems to have been granted the trust that CD Project Red had to be like okay you know take our property and do what you want with it uh and also it, that it's it's not even of course their property to begin with uh which will uh you know which is another thing um but yeah I, I i and i'll also just say that i watched the subtitles the first time through i watched all this i watched them all subbed uh for this one i'm kind of doing something where i'm alternating so Heather and I are going to trade off which episodes we're driving and so I'm watching the dub for episodes I'm driving for ease of note-taking and then subs for episodes where I'm I'm not doing that. Uh, which is also an interesting experience but I I don't know. I think I think both audio tracks are really good. I think the English English acting is great.
0: That's good to know. Yeah. I I will never I'll never know that. Yeah. <laughs> But it, I'm, I'm glad to know that it's good.
1: Yeah, I think a lot of people will probably watch it in, in dubs. And so I, I I do think it is a, I think it is a, yeah, it absolutely honors the original version. Uh, all right. First episode, episode one, Let You Down. Unless anyone else has any, has any thoughts before we go in.
2: Let's, let's let her rip. Or doc.
1: Matt. That was good. Uh, let You Down is the first episode. So we start with a squad of cops making small talk in the rain. And then a cyber psycho... Uh, (laughs) walks up and absolutely just fucking head pops a cop with a fucking point blank, just head exploding round. And then we get into this thing that that Heather talked about, this Verhoeven-level bloody shootout uh, that is just so awesome. It's just such a great cold open because it just sort of immediately entrenches you into this world of just like, it is merciless, it is brutal. uh, Cops are going to get fucking just killed by the dozen. I I love the, the moment where, we see the Sendevistan, uh, which is the cyber cyber implant we learn about uh, that lets him matrix around a squad of a semicircle of cops, and he fucking headshots all of them, just yeah. kills them all. And it's just we've got this hyper-militarized police force that's gunning down the cyber psycho. Um, but yeah, it is just just the sheer. The sheer, uh, uh, you know, intense brutality of this. I, I just, I, I think it's, I think it's awesome. It's very like, cool. I like
0: the way they, and I don't remember this being the case in the game, so mm-hmm. maybe it's just been too long. But I like the way you see what a cyber psycho looks like in Edge Runners, yes. which is this like, uh, their eyes are multiple planes of two D eyes that are sort of like shifting all around their sockets. And it, de- it, like that's the designation for cyber psycho, and I don't think that was in the game. And it's great.
1: Yeah, there are cyber in the game right. that you encounter, but yeah, I don't think it's rendered in the same sort of way. It yeah. is, it is, it is awesome. It's, it's. You're right. It's, uh, it, it's a great visual representation of that. So we have the sequence. Um, we transition to David is watching this. Uh, David is our protagonist, is watching this as a brain dance, uh, sort of a VR simulate, a VR recreation of this.
0: A strange days, a very style. strange
1: days, yeah, yeah.
0: Strange days, uh, Catherine Bigelow, James Cameron movie that uh, Nick and I were just talking about right before this holds up, holds
1: up. I mean, it's it's fucking gnarly, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it it holds up. Uh, okay, so in terms of choices of the aesthetic choices of this game, I really like that. They just rep, of anime. this game, this anime. Uh, but I said game because I misspoke and said game because I was thinking about the game UX, which is just rendered as part of the animation. Yeah. And they do that for the voice and the video calls and it works really well. Yes. And I don't know how much of that came from CD project red or not, but it's just like, it, it, it's really, uh, effectively integrated.
0: Yeah. I no notes. Excellent work. Also, uh have it it's been a couple of years since i've played cyberpunk mm-hmm. so hearing those audio cues yes felt warm and fuzzy nostalgic to me like i was like oh when i hear that that phone ring i'm like oh it's that
2: thing <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> there are a couple things like that where i was like oh yeah
0: oh yeah. yeah
2: that's nice i
0: also want to say that this this show is uh the soundtrack the the vocal soundtrack for this show is the music that plays on the radios in Cyberpunk 2077. And the songs in the game are largely forgettable. But once they're repurposed by Edge Runners, they take on meaning. And when you hear them in the game, after you've watched Ed Runner, Edge Runners, you're like, oh, oh God. Oh no, yes, no, yeah. no, 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 no. And that's that's a really cool redefining of of the um, sort of diegetic music of the game.
1: Uh, I should mention a name real quick that I should have mentioned earlier, which is Mike Pondsmith, who is who created the cyberpunk uh, role playing uh, PNP game that is the basis for 2077 uh, and this anime um and seems to be an interesting and and very creative dude uh okay so that that after this that yeah he's he's watching this he's inter- he's talking to a ripper doc uh who has sent him this brain dance um, and he's talking to him through the the in game uh, uh voice chat system. Uh the reproduction sends him a really quick explicit porno clip that he watches as a brain dance. Again, just like there's a good job of just plunging you into the deep of like this is what you're gonna get in this show. You're you gonna get going to get nudity. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh I I love things like and I think this is the kind of thing where the the anime does a better job of the commentary that the game is attempting, but like David not being able to afford the washing machine in his own home, that that's paywalled is just like, oh yeah, that's a thing they are gonna do. At a certain point, it's gonna be a pay-per-use in the dishwasher and my rental, and if I don't have enough money, then I'm not gonna be able to... That's
0: already the case. Yeah. Like, if you don't own your laundry machine, you have to pay money in order to use it, and if you run out of quarters and your fucking shit's not dry, you're fucked.
1: Right, but there's a difference when it's like in your own home. Yes. Right. Like, this isn't like a laundromat he's going to or a shared a
0: subscription service to your own laundry.
1: Exactly. Machine. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Bring it. Bring yeah. it. Let's <laughs> let's write it
0: out for these last 9 years. I do want to
1: just point out <laughs> 9. <laughs> you can
2: um a lot of those shared laundry units, yeah. They have these like boxes on them that have like a like a keyhole on them. You can buy that key. I love that. Just uh just so you know, you can buy that key anywhere. I think
0: I've told this story on the pod before. <laughs> the um there was a kid at my school who got a color copier when color copiers were not a thing yet. Mm -hmm. And he uh, started color copying dollar bills, cutting them, bringing them to the laundromat, feeding them into the quarter exchange, getting quarters so that he could do his laundry.
1: Amazed that worked. And
0: uh, it worked because it was so early. Yeah, yeah. And uh, then was eventually arrested. Um, Wow. But for a while, he was like, running a scheme so that he could get his laundry done.
2: Look, don't even, this is the last I'm going to say about this. Laundry should be free. You're already paying fucking rent. Anyway, that's, that's, that's my take. <laughs> Uh
1: So he, so David's mom is on sleeping on the couch. He's talking to her. Uh, she is actually the cyber psycho uh, attack has been reported on the news and she is on TV as part of the medevac crew uh, that cleaned up after the cyber psycho attack. And, so we're just getting a lot of info here up top, um, but it, it, it it's all, you know, it, it's I, I, I think it's pretty efficiently and effectively conveyed. Uh, and we are also getting that the cyber psycho had this military grade implant that w- has disappeared. Uh, and as this is happening, Gloria gets a scrambled call uh, from some uh, unknown hooligan. Uh, and uh, that's that's after out of this scene. Uh, then we get just like, and I think this is part of what's what's fun about this anime is just like it has great walking around in the same way that what's, you know, the the game I think is pretty, pretty good about this. Like the moments where you just kind of get to walk around and explore Night City. It certainly got better with the updates, but it, it it does a good job of just representing this fully realized world. Just how nasty it is. I love the move he does where he steps off. He's just walking and just kind of moonwalks off the edge of a a, a of a little uh. Uh, lift and then falls into a trash pile, like just walks just steps into a bunch of garbage things, and they break his fall. Yeah. just so cool.
0: I like that the backgrounds in the anime are actual locations from the game. Yes, it's like it's really like cool. if you were watching uh, an anime. Here's a here's a deep cut. Gunsmith Cats is one of the few anime that takes place in Chicago. And whenever I would recognize <laughs> a uh, a location, I'd be like, oh shit. Wow. And the, the same feeling applies here where I'm like, "Oh, I know I know I know where that is. I know that building. I know that bar yeah. in Cyberpunk."
1: What's the premise of Gunsmith Cats?
0: Uh it is a group of um scantily clad Chicago girls who are gun obsessed with guns mm-hmm. who are like bounty hunters for low-level uh crimes wow in Chicago.
2: I'm not going to watch that. <laughs> Don't
1: Sounds too ribald. Don't for me. tell it me has, anything it has about a, that. It
0: has an excellent action sequence or two in it, like truly great, and a and a really good car chase too.
1: Did you watch it because it was set in Chicago?
0: Um, I think it was one of those anime that that where so few things were available when it came out. Got it. That I was like, oh, this this fucking show. Um, but it was a very lushly animated OVA. Mm. So like it. Holds up. It's gorgeous.
2: Wow, okay. Yeah, I'm looking at um some images from there. It looks like uh the bears guys are in it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Ditka, get Ditka in there. <laughs> He'll stop the gunsmith cats. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> Okay, so the David is walking around the town. Great walking around. I it just I love just people using drugs, you know, using the fleshlights, puking in public. It's so fucking nasty. It's like Roman Empire shit.
2: Yeah, I wouldn't want to live
1: No, there. you absolutely don't want to live there. Cause that's the thing. It's like they make it look cool, but they also make it look fucking gnarly. And yes. you understand why people want to get the fuck out of there.
0: Having just come from Europe, yeah. Cyberpunk is an American show. It's like you yeah. you don't get those same sort of like uh, urban sprawl environments in European cities. So, like the feeling of cyberpunk is the feeling of Los Angeles or San Francisco or sure. New York. Like it does not yeah. really work if you're like in Berlin.
1: Well, and I imagine also like in you know in in a Japanese city too. This is in, in yeah. Then this was a, a Japanese studio that made this. I think Mike Pondsmith is American, so that would make sense. How
0: many? Auto jackers, would you have to see on the street before you guys would be comfortable walking down the street with an auto jacker on?
1: Um, I just don't think I could do it. I don't even yeah, want like, to clip my toenails in, in public. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I'd walk around with a visible auto jacker. <laughs> I'd, I'd, have I'd be one. above using an auto jacker in private, yeah. but I think in public that's just a bridge too far. But, like,
0: what if it became like.
1: Yeah, if any auto li- jackers in, want to sponsor the show or something.
0: <laughs> in your lifetime, though, like yeah. if it was like. A thing that people just did in coffee shops, you don't think like if it i I have no threshold for for what this would be like. so yeah. I don't know
2: it, that would be the, I mean, the thing that would have to come first is that like shitting your pants in public is acceptable. <laughs> Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's not like we're not going to jump straight to jacking off. Well, like, I've seen people
1: look at, like, pornography, like, on a plane or, like, at a, at a library. Yeah. You know, I've seen that move, but that still is not, like, that's not an invitation for me to look at porno. Like, I'm still not comfortable look- even looking yeah, at porno in Yeah, this guy's
2: doing it. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> and so if that
1: became more standardized, I think I'd still be just a little bit squeamish about it. Yeah,
2: yeah, I don't know. It's and those that's- like, toilets that, um... They have these, like, public toilets that are, they look like, when you're inside of them, it looks like they're glass and you can see out. Oh, yeah, I know what you mean. That's, that's, that's horrific. Yeah,
1: those are unnerving. Because, like,
2: you know that on the outside they can't see you. Yeah. But, like,
1: you don't really know that. Yeah, it's, it's, breaks your brain a little bit. Uh, Okay, so there's, there's a bunch of that going on, but everyone's very comfortable with that in Night City. Um, and, uh. Uh David is just like he sees kind of like a vision of like a you know like a woman 's hair at first and then he thinks he sees a woman from behind and then she disappears, so we just kind of get that seated uh then we 're at arasaka Academy, which is the corpo. Uh, academy that David, where David attends, fully privatized education in the future. Uh, you're going to a uh, basically, you know, Microsoft uh, 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 high school. And so he's being indoctrinated in cor- all this corporate shit. Uh, this other kid, Katsuo, calls him in class. And at first maybe seems like he's his friend, but then you learn that he's kind of his bully. He's taunting him for modifying his dated rig. Uh, and uh, David's headset, which he has kind of tweaked because it's a little bit older, ends up frying the entire class's, I guess, like, in-person Zoom call, whatever the fuck they're doing. Yeah. Uh, And that leads to David being in the principal's office with his mom, and effectively he's told he's fucking busted.
2: Which (laughs) is every kid's nightmare. You don't want to
1: be busted. No, that's,
2: like, the last thing you could ever, ever wish for. You would never want to be busted no, ever no i would hate And just by, and my mom's there
1: i mean whenever that's my just, mom that's got called yeah oh.
2: i was like this kill me instead
1: <laughs> <laughs> do me a favor do us both a favor and just kill me dog <laughs> how many dead kids there would be if they would be like here's here's a 45 i can i can pick up this phone and call your mom or i can shoot you yeah i mean here's a kitchen style
2: <laughs> these arguments for giving teachers guns are like yeah. listen they're shooting me first. Like these, 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 <laughs> the teachers are, I would have been dead. Uh, I remember one time I got called into the principal's office, and uh, the principal was like, "We're gonna call your mom right now." Uh, and but I like did something good. Yeah. She's like, "But we're gonna call your mom. and We're gonna make it seem like you did something bad." Uh, and um, like we proceeded with this little prank. Yeah. My mom got so fucking mad, and she was like, <laughs> and the principal was like, "Ah, oh, we're just, we're just, <laughs> we're just kidding. Like, why, why are you calling me? I'm at work." I was like, I just did a good job. It was, it was sort of just like a little prank, and then the principal was
1: like, "Hey, sorry, man." Adults are fucking dumb. They don't know what the fuck they're doing. No, Adults... they're in charge of schools, and they're just like, "I don't know what the fuck." This do. is this has helped me a lot recently. Yeah.
2: This is their first time. Living too.
1: Yeah, sure. Right. Like, yeah.
2: you know, like I, like I, I think about that a lot. Like with, like then, then there's people that don't deserve that grace, yeah. right? Because like they make they Mm-mm. fuck up and they're Mm-mm. dipshits the, like their entire life. Mm-mm. Like I won't give that same grace to Ted Cruz or something. Sure. But like when my mom says something or like my stepdad says something, I'm like oh, like they don't, just, they don't fucking know. Yeah. They have no idea.
1: Uh so, uh speaking of moms, David is getting scolded by his mom Gloria as he's going uh, home for going to a Ripper Dock behind her back. Uh, David's like, I'm going to go, I'm going to drop out. We're we're fucking broke. You can't afford this. You're working your ass off trying to pay for the school. I know you can't afford it. And she's like, she's breaking her ass. She's trying to give him a fighting chance. And all, as this is happening, as this this heart to heart is happening, a van pulls up and just starts blasting into their car. (laughs) So fucking violent. Uh, And the van is, it's like an unrelated thing. This is the thing. It's just like a kind of a random crime. This is just how plagued with a, you know, gangland shootings this, uh, the, the, this, this urban environment is where just like, they're just caught in the crossfire of this van trying to shoot up this limo. And, uh, David wakes up and their car is flipped. Gloria is knocked out in the street. A trauma team shows up and they don't have insurance. So they're just abandoned there, which again, is just like better commentary than anything yep. in the game. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, then there's a they're they're in a shitty ER, like a public ER or like a pay for service ER. I can't really tell exactly what the facility is, but it's just like when you don't have insurance, this is where you end up. Uh, it's fucking disgusting. Uh, it looks like a, a, a you know Roman lavatory, and uh, they're in there and. They tell David his mom is going to be okay, but they have to keep her overnight. They give him a box of all of his all of her possessions. David goes home. His apartment's locked off because of non-payment of rent, and it's like digitally, like there's like a you know, a UI element that's blocking his entrance, so he has to crawl in through a window. Uh, and he's going through all of her possessions, and he sees some cyberware, and he sees this like the spine that was part of the the cyber psycho, and that leads him to call the Ripper Doc and ask how much for this. Uh he gets a low ball offer and but he's looking at the cyber this fucking cyberware and he's like this is fucking hardcore. Like you can tell it's this this send is is pretty uh send devastating, uh that it actually has some real value.
0: Was that in your notes? Or did you did that on, on just on the fly just then. I just did it on the fly. It's excellent work.
1: Well, thank you. Uh, anyway, nice. so, so, uh, David is being bullied outside of his academy. He's being roasted by his classmates. The asshole, blue haired kid, uh, what the fuck's his name? Katsuo is like, is fucking going after him. Um, they're asking how much, how his mommy pays his way and planting him. Uh, implying she's a sex worker, which sex work is work, but they're not progressive enough to understand that. They Go are, off, King. Yeah, they are trying to say it's some sort of a, some sort of insult, some sort of ignoble posi- uh, uh, profession. Although that is not ex- in fact what what she's doing, as we learn. They're taunting him. David tries to fight back, but the rich kid has too much cyberware and kicks his ass. And this feels like a very, you know, again just just a very pointed sort of. Uh, there's kind of a there 's kind of a real world equivalent of 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 this right like the kid in the yacht club who's beating up the poor kid but here it's it can be actualized in the sense of like you just have a better like physique I guess the idea is that there it would be like oh someone is like better nourished and like mm-hmm. you know like physically larger and and more muscular because they have like uh, just access to better resources uh, so they can beat this, uh, beat someone up. But here it's just actually like I have just a better like implants in my body so I can beat the shit out of you. Uh, Want to try me again? I suggest you pack some serious chrome. And uh, David is getting his ass kicked, getting the shit beaten out of him. And as this happens, when it rains, it pours. He gets a call from the ER. Uh, they tell him he gets to the ER. They tell him the discount package he had couldn't with that much, you know, that level of insurance. They couldn't save her. Uh, his mom's dead. They hand him a tablet with a generic mortuary service video that he watches, just so grim, just like "hello, grieving customer." We understand you've experienced a loss, just like a generic template that he is watching.
0: I know that a lot of this is all like ground that has been tread yeah. in dystopian stuff before, right. but the 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 way it folds in on itself in this show is is so satisfying
2: yeah it's very effective like
0: like him him getting that tablet and then the hard cut to what is essentially a uh crematorium vending machine yes yeah where he gets a a capsule with his mother in it is it's so fucking great and awful
1: and then he's walking home, and as this is happening, there's an audio montage of calls he's getting about being expelled. He's, you know, threatened, being threatened with eviction. Uh, there's a there's a great song playing here uh, that I don't have pulled up. Um, and uh, you know, he's carrying his mom in a in like a really, you know, the the most generic base level. It looks urn. like it
0: looks like a a protein powder yeah, container, right? Yeah.
1: Yes. So he's carrying his mom in that, um, and he. He gets. Uh, by the way, it's just another thing where I remember the initial watch. I was like, I can't. I knew the mom was probably going to die because I just figured that's what was going to happen. But just like they just do it in episode one, and they do it so brutally. Yeah, and like an offhandedly, uh, immediately. And and immediately, immediately, it's like, yeah, done. Yeah, uh, this show doesn't waste any time. Um, anyway, as this is happening, he David calls the Ripper Doc. He's like, like, hey, can I sell this implant now that he's offering even less? Um, Katsuo is calling him and bullying him about his mom dying. Um, which is just like fucking what a piece what a fucking piece of shit uh, and uh, then he uh, and, and he and David's like trying to decide what to do he shows up the ripper doc is watching an xbd he's watching in you know another scenario where he's like uh, got some some hardcore sex thing um, and uh, he walks in and David's like I want this thing installed then he's got the um and he has the line high time I chrome the fuck up and there we go and then then we get into the end credits and the first time we hit the end credits we get the end credit song which is this fire by franz uh, by uh, franz ferdinand which, is the which becomes the opening credits, credits yeah. song in subsequent episodes and great song great song i love hearing it every time yeah.
0: it's it I, I most closely associated with burnout the video game to mm. me uh so seeing it in another uh uh video game anime property was i was like oh man i love it.
2: Somebody, yeah, one we're time, in this context. I was out with some friends drinking and dancing, you know? Oh, Hell nice. Yeah. This song came out, I was the only one that was fucking going nuts. I was like, <laughs> I love, this is rules. Everybody was like, why are they playing this? Play Katy Perry or something. Oh, boy. It's Back a good song.
0: It's not. It's also not the only time that Franz Ferdinand has done uh, the opening theme to an anime. Uh, they also did one to a show called Paradise Kiss, I think. Wow. Um, a uh, long time ago.
1: I just realized that's the only Archduke I can name. Can you think of another Archduke? No, there's
2: not, not not enough uh, named after, or you know, not enough bands named after him. <laughs> you give me a mid two thousands band, you better be named after an Archduke, yeah. or I'm not listening.
1: Archduke Modest Mouse. <laughs> Uh,
0: Archduke Pearl Jam.
1: <laughs> <laughs> any other any other thoughts on episode one?
0: No, it just fucking slapped. Great it's just pilot, fucking
1: great. And I and I like just the the. This is a very. Uh, this is not the normal end credits here, but just the end credit scroll is just it. It just still has the aesthetic as part of it. It still has the same font and and yeah, just just I I, I love that they extended that to the the end of the show. Uh, episode two is like a boy. Picks up right where it left off left off, including the line. High time I chrome the fuck up uh the ripper doc says he shouldn't install it uh he goes back to getting uh sucked off by his motorized flashlight <laughs> but the ripper doc ultimately and i don't quite understand what the flip is i think he maybe just thinks about it for a second um or maybe fucking busts and then he agrees that he's gonna do it he swaps out his arms which i love that shit give me all that you got give me give me an arm swap he swaps out his own arms so he can start cutting into david uh, and then we get the op the opening to the show is, you know, again, we've got the the This Fire song, which is playing, but the opening is so stylish, and we talked it's about excellent. what a dominant element yellow is, but it's just, it's so cool looking.
0: It's, it's, it's excellent, and it's also uh, David slowly falling apart. Yes, yeah. Which is great. Yeah, it's
1: really cool. Uh, after this, we're at the Arasaka Academy. David shows up in street clothes, and he walks up, and he just starts fighting Katsuo, uh, and because he's got the sandevistan installed now, so it lets him, by the way, a very bloody install. It seems like there's no sort of painkillers or anything. He's just going in raw. Uh, and so he's got this thing in him, and now he can matrix around uh, Katsuo and beat the shit out of him. Uh, as he leaves Katsuo in like a drooling, bloody heap, he's saying like, my dad is an Arasaka executive, you'll pay for this. Throwing that after him, which we'll tie in later. Now David's walking outside in his bloodstained jacket, and back at the apartment he looks at his mom's urn. So that leads to the, the aforementioned Arasaka executive who's watching the footage of his son getting his ass kicked. And I like that he just has a moment where he talks to the, the off-screen <laughs> president. It's like, why are you showing me this? <laughs> 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 uh but the underling who is off screen tells him that clearly that this kid is using the stolen Sandevistan the stolen military hardware we heard about in the news report in the previous episode and doesn't seem to be experiencing any side effects so he may be a good candidate for testing testing this thing out uh as this is happening david gets a call from the academy he hangs it up he's ignoring it and this is the moment where we should talk about how in a lot of ways this show the show is upsetting for many reasons but one of them is that david is 17
2: I, I think about how young he is based on like in, in in concert with how bad his life is. Yeah, his life is his fucking life is awful. Horrible. Life sucks. <laughs> Just
1: absolutely miserable. Uh so he's walking around outside after this, after after his uh after his shower, and again more guys puking and cyberjacking off. Um the skytrain. I'm such a train guy. Uh the, the sky skytrains are so cool in this show.
0: It's also uh a feature of the anime that was not in the game. Yes, like, right, Like, it was yeah. supposed to be in the game and wasn't, and it's, like, such a highlight of the anime that it's like, some of this was storyboarded yeah. before they couldn't execute.
1: Yeah, I wish I could take this hanging train. It's fucking awesome. Uh, he seems to have another vision of the woman from before, from the previous episode, and now he actually sees her and sees she is uh, pick-socketing in the show's parlance. He is she is going around to the implants the USB port that everyone has underneath their ear which is i know this is not this is the opposite message of the show but i'm just i'm like give me one of them <laughs> yeah oh that USB port
2: i i do having played some of the game again recently yeah. i need that yeah <laughs> like i need i this this you know back, a- back when the vaccine was new and they thought that we were getting microchipped i was like yeah great Give me all you got. I'll take a microchip (laughs) in my fucking temple. I don't give a shit. Yeah.
0: What's both frustrating and also extremely on on point for the topic is that there's only one company that seems to be like pursuing this technology, and it's Elon Musk's Paralink. Which of like of course the 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 people who would be doing this to our brains are the people we don't want doing it to yeah, our. I'm all t- in
2: on the next one. Once somebody else figures it out, uh, or you know sees what they did and like, oh, we can do that too. Once Apple's doing it, I'm in.
0: I think the day that I come in wearing the Apple Vision Pro, though, you guys are not you you're not gonna stop making fun of me. It's just like when I walked around with a Google Glass.
2: You don't understand um, how afraid of you we are. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I can't wait to get in an Uber with that shit on my face. Yeah. For them to be like, uh, and I'd be like, drive.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mentioned before, maybe on this show, but maybe on Played, but uh, my buddy Van, uh, who I, I think we all know, he has, he was where he was a Google Glass, like one of those, what were they called, the... They were pioneers.
0: Yeah. They were Google, Google pilots.
1: He was like, he he was one of those people who was, was he was walking around with Google glass. And he said one of his experiences with Google glass, he walked into a bar and uh, a, a waitress turned to him and just immediately flipped him off. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Anyway. So, uh, so he, uh, like he, he sees what's, what she's doing. um, And uh, she like, he like, like, Grabs her and he's like like I see what you're doing you're trying to to, to steal from people uh and uh, she turns things around on him gets the the nanowire weapon which is like a like a cyber garrett uh, on him she's like, is that how you say garrett Garrot how do you say that
0: I don't fucking know. Whatever I mean, that is. It's I've like the wire. i that word.
1: It's the wire that you use to strangle people. Uh, but this is like the cyberpunk version of it. It's you like don't the... know
0: the name of the thing used to strangle people? <laughs>
1: <laughs> the skinny rope. I don't know. Uh, anyway, so he's got one of those. Uh, she's got one of those on him. It is um, garrote wire. Garrote. Yeah. Is that how you say it? I don't know. It's how it's spelled. Garrote. Garrett? Whatever. Whatever it is. She notices his chrome. And is like, okay, we should team up. And she's like, I only target Ar- Arasaka. And they Arasaka and they negotiate an arrangement. And she she introduces herself as Lucy, uh, one of the main characters of this show. So later on the train they're working their game. Uh David is using the Sendevistan to rob sockets from an array of customers and passing them off to Lucy. They're kind of working in tandem and then uh, this is successful and later off the platform they're discussing money and as this is happening David gets a nosebleed and passes the fuck out. And he just passes the fuck out. Like, yeah, he, he is just like
0: He passes out face forward on a flight of stairs. Yeah. He's just and out of it. Slides face forward on the stairs. Yes.
1: Um just absolutely wrecked. <laughs> So they're in an ambulance with a doc. A doc is like, I like wait, you haven't been taking any precautions. You don't have insurance. You're not taking any immunosuppressants. You're just using this thing, you know, like like raw, like as it is. Uh and uh, the this person who is in their ambulance, and I can't tell if she has a previous relationship with Lucy or not. It kind of seems like she does. Uh, but she sees what's happening. She's going to rob them and steal David's implant because it's too valuable in the black market. Uh, Lucy kicks the shit out of her. And then they skate backward on the gurney out of the ambulance. And this is one of those things where it's like, I don't think Lucy's character is ever quite at this l- this intensity again. Like I maybe maybe I'm wrong and maybe we'll we'll revisit something uh where you know we'll, we'll see her but I feel like here she's kind of like a little bit more, you know, manic and intense than she is where she seems like kind of an even presence through most of the series at least in my memory and at least in these first couple of episodes. I think she's episodes. putting on a show. You think she's putting on a show? Yeah. Got it. Well, that would tie in with what happens because later. Because
0: I because I do think that when you get that shot uh when they're on the um the gurney yeah. uh, flying down the highway yes, yes, and she's backwards. backlit with all the neon and you see David like falling for her mm-hmm. I think that that's all a fucking act got for, it for his benefit
1: that tracks uh, and then David is you know he's covered in his own puke inside of his oxygen mask <laughs> it's fucking nasty he has to go to the Ripper dock uh, where he takes her where she takes him rather uh at the river dock the river dock's like i can't believe you fired this up 8 times in one day like you can't you you're not supposed to do this more than twice in a day uh if maybe three times or else you're going to go cyber psycho they tell him he needs fancy immunosuppressants um Lucy takes all the chips they stole and they is able to buy him 2 days worth of meds uh with all the work that they did uh and uh so he at least has something to fight against to counter the uh devastation he's wreaking on his body through use of using this Device over and over again. Uh, Outside, Lucy calls it today and says, like, again, only use that thing when you've got no other choice, and we're going to keep working together tomorrow. Uh, And she invites him back to her place. And he's like, wait, I thought we were going – I thought, like, that was for work. And She's like, it's not for work. And he's like, "Uh uh-oh, here we go. Uh, So they're there. They have beers, and she smokes. It seems to be his first time drinking, or at least, like, he says it's not, but it kind of seems like it is, right? He didn't like it. He doesn't like it. He doesn't like carbonation, which is a running thing. I think that's kind of fun, actually.
2: That he doesn't like carbonation? He doesn't like
1: carbonation. He doesn't like a little, little bubble. I don't know.
2: You think that's fun? It's cute. I don't mind it. It's cute. I didn't think about it for a single second for some <laughs> reason. <laughs> I was just sort of like just drink the beer too. <laughs>
1: <laughs> she puts on his jacket and uh, like kind of like digitally projects the edge runners logo onto it, explains what edge runners are. They're just another word for, you know, cyberpunk and his what jacket, they do. His jacket
0: which is a med team jacket that he stole.
1: Yes, right. Yeah, no need a good thing to point out. Um and he notices Lucy's got this poster about the moon and he's like, "Ah, the fucking moon. Who gives a shit about this fucking thing?"
0: Can I say something about uh the jacket also? Please. I saw Jowan. Uh, the um Bollywood film. Yeah. And the opening sequence is about sort of like a uh, well, the second sequence. The open the cold open is not related, but the second sequence of the film I think I think is an edge runner's reference. That's
1: fucking awesome.
0: Because all of the hackers yeah. are wearing bright yellow, high collared jackets with reflective stripes on them.
1: That makes me want to see it more. Uh, so, okay, so he he's saying, like, basically, he's skeptical of the moon, the fucking moon. She's like, I love the moon. Uh, he talks about his mom worked hard to let him go to the Arasaka Academy, but he never really belonged. And she's like, well, that's not your dream. That's your mom's dream. Like, you gotta have your own dream. And Lucy's like, my dream is to get as far away from Night City as possible. I want to get away from this fucking puke-covered um, auto-jacker town. And she takes him into a VR moon experience, which looks fucking great. That's another that's another thing in this. It was just like yeah. let me get that to have that VR moon experience.
0: I would like to cue the song that I sent to the group. Please. Because uh this is, I think, the iconic song of Edge Runners. Yes. Uh this was the song that went viral on TikTok, uh, and was being used over and over and over again in so many different uh clips last year. Um and hearing it again, I, it made me really emotional.
1: Yeah, it hits really hard. They're just bopping around in low Gs in this VR moon. Um, she's taking his hand. They're hopping in a moon rover, and this is playing.
2: I couldn't wait to come and clear the but now you gonna leave
0: This is a song that plays on the, the car radio in the, in the game in and is ignorable yes and now when now it, it gives you all the feels
1: yeah recontextualize and you kind of realize what a good song it is
0: away, know, very churches
2: oh yeah
1: this is one where if you look at the YouTube for this song all the comments are like, like, great, now my day is ruined.
2: <laughs> or like, oh,
1: thanks for making me feel this again. I was just over the show.
2: My childhood.
1: Yeah, <laughs> a lot of my childhoods from this song from last year. Uh, and anyway, so she's takes them onto a crater. They're, they're dangling their their legs over a crater, looking back at the earth. Lucy's like, this is the first time I've shown anyone this. This is the first time I've opened up to anyone like this. And she's got the feeling they're going to make a pretty good team. And that cuts to uh mask being ripped off. Uh you fell over the edge, punk, and there's a gang lording over him saying that chrome's mine. And we see Lucy in profile next to him just smoking casually, looking cool as shit. She fucking fucking totally scammed She, this
0: iced, dude. Him. she iced him. She iced him out. Fucking iced
1: him big time. And there we go. And that's that episode. Fuck, oh
0: God, I got it. Love this show. It's great. Great art. I'm to so it. happy we're covering it. I I'll, I'll I'll admit. You you were like we should cover Cyberpunk and I was like I kind of want to watch a new thing, yeah. But I'm so happy to be back in this world.
1: I'm glad you're having a good experience because I am too. I really, really enjoyed revisiting. And, and knowing
2: that our boy, our boy hasn't seen the end. I haven't yeah. seen the end. I already know. I feel. I. I mean, I already just. I, I. I. I can. I. I don't know. I. I. <laughs> I, I I'm nervous about finishing it this time because uh, you know. I. I. It doesn't seem like. It's going to end well for our boy uh David, but uh we'll we'll get there when we get there.
0: Satisfying as fuck. Yeah. That's all I say.
2: Uh hey, those were our ed- well, any other thoughts on this one? That's no. I
1: I'm nope. I'm just happy we're watching it and I'm glad I'm glad we're in the autumn of cyberpunk. Yeah. The autumn of cyberpunk. Well, those were our thoughts on episodes 1 and 2 of Cyberpunk Edge Runners Let You Down. Let's hear and what. Like the, a boy.
0: Let's hear what these chooms have to
1: say about it next week. Mm, let's hear what you chooms have to say.
0: <laughs>
1: uh, it's time for. Uh...
0: Well, right now we're going to talk about FLCL, though.
1: Oh, that's right. That's right. Right I'm now, just,
0: I'm just queuing them up to 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 give us our their thoughts about Cyberpunk Edge. Right next next,
1: they week. have nothing to react to yet because right now it's still time. For us to wrap up our foodie cootie thoughts, your foodie cootie thoughts in Yuri Kuri, the chain reactions of Harui Suzumiya, Blue Talk. Blue Talk. Blue Talk. Blue Talk. (laughs) So the episodes we covered were Brittle Bullet, episode five, and FLCL IMAX, uh, which was the finale. That's right. And
2: uh, here are your thoughts on those episodes. This first one is from Nolan M. Wall. Hi, Nolan. What's up, Nolan? Hello, Nolan. Such a satisfying rewatch. A show that is both indefensible and undeniable.
1: (laughs) 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 Two great words. Yeah. (laughs) Really good. Uh, uh, Great review there. Uh, that's, in, that's 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 I, I am. I mean, and obviously, Heather's re watching this, but I, I just I'm I, I am interested in the rewatchers how this is because I especially people who are revisiting this after 20 years. It's it's really interesting to hear I, that I, most for the most part, it has been pretty positive.
0: You know, there was talk on the on the discord about like why we watched all the shows that we watched, and one of one of the pieces of feedback was and they watched FLCL because you know it's so important to Heather. And I just want to say, this show is not important to me.
2: <laughs> I mean, it,
0: I, I'm I'm happy I'm happy that we rewatched watched it, and I did enjoy it when it came out, and I watched it a bunch. Yes, but it's not important to me. Like, right. if I never saw FLCL again, I'd be like, oh, okay. Didn't yeah. we watch it because of a poll?
2: Yeah, we yeah. we we yeah. asked people what to watch, yeah. and a lot of people said we should watch this one. Yeah, so and we I, did.
0: I so I I just want to you know on the record, like not this isn't what. Like if we were gonna watch Naruto, that would be my fault. But if we we're if we're watching FLCL, not my fault.
1: No, yeah, not yeah. your fault at all. High school DXD Weiger's fault. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, prison school Weiger's fault. <laughs> uh any
2: uh any series where the first part of the title is Pokemon, Matt's fault. <laughs> <laughs> uh, here we go. Uh this next one is from Callum. Hi Callum. Hi Callum. Uh Callum writes, "Rivers Cuomo really missed an opportunity to call his Japanese language band Weber." That's a great pitch. That's really good. Excellent work. Really, really, really good. Thank you, Callum. Thank you for Calvin. that.
0: That changed my life.
1: <laughs> uh, retweet. I'll retweet that. That's yeah. Podcast. If you tweet
2: that, um, consider that an instant repost yeah. on X. Um, this next Is one's that from, what they're called now. Repost? Yeah, they took. A, they're taking out all the branding. It's just a good idea. <laughs> Um, this next one's from John Stevenson. What's up, John? What's up, John? Hi, John. I wrote a new synopsis for FLCL for for Fully Cooley. Feel free to send it on to Funimation slash Crunchyroll. And here it is: an uncomfortably horny sci-fi anime where a narcissist father, a psychopath alien on a scooter, and a seventeen-year-old with a borderline personality disorder battle to see who can fuck up a twelve-year-old boy the most. <laughs> <laughs> That rocks. Very good. This next one uh, is from Richard Glass. Do you think it's Mister Glass? I was going to ask if it was Mister Glass. Uh, I don't. I hope not. I hope it's not. Yeah. I don't want.
1: Here's the. I don't want any supervillains listening to the show. I think Glass is a common enough surname where we can assume it's not Mister Glass. Yeah. But if you are, just you watch better yourself. You, you
2: better watch it because guess what. I know your weakness,
1: bitch. Yeah, Unbreakable is going to get your ass.
2: Yeah. Um, Richard Glass writes, I've rewatched Fooly Cooly multiple times over the years and always come away with a different take. My perspective on the themes, characters, motivations, and the whole steeze of it have changed every time. The only constant stance I have, the soundtrack is an all-timer. I found it on yellow and blue vinyl, and my life feels a little more complete. Wow. Wow. The soundtrack is very good. Yeah, it is really good. It's excellent. It's an excellent soundtrack. Maybe a fan of the pillows, yeah. I think the pillows, as far as pillows in my life, I'm going to go ahead and say number two. What's your number one? Pillow I sleep on.
0: Hmm. Would you call that my pillow?
2: I'd say my pillow. (laughs) And it's not lumpy. (laughs) This next one is from... Mortal Comment, MK. Wow, what's up, MK? For all its aliens, robots, and general batshit nonsense, the show still feels incredibly human to me. It's funny and sad, chaotic and serene. It's gross and it's
1: beautiful. I love this show.
2: Wow, nice.
1: It really does hit those moments of humanity really effectively. I think we we talked about that. You know, the I I and and it's it's, it's it it is just like a credit to just storytelling. Yeah. That just so much of it is just nonsense but this, it still has some emotional resonance.
2: We're, uh, we're hearing from a lot of friends today. Here, This one's from Dean Loud and Clear. What's up, Dean Loud and Clear? Hi, Dean. Glad this was only six episodes. I think I'd rather suffer through The Endless Eight again than watch any more of this nonsense. Wow. wow.
1: I love this. I love this kind of coming hot in loud take. and clear with a hot take. take. That's a hot, hot
2: take. Take.
1: I love it. A hot
2: takedown. That was excellent. Imagine, I mean I don't have to imagine Dean does think this. Yeah. Endless 8
1: over and over again instead of 6 of F- FLCL I think I like this more than the endless 8. I mean, I did like this more than the endless 8 although I didn't like did not like this overall series as much as Haru Suzumiya. But it is always it it, it I think partly is just like a fan of animation and an admirer of the craft. I think this always gives you something interesting to look at, even if sometimes what you're looking at is grotesque. But that's that's interesting. I I, I th- I'm sure the show has a lot of detractors.
2: And finally, this one's from Bradley R. Jackson. Hi, Bradley. Hello, Bradley. Hello, Bradley. May I call you Brad? Give that a try. Brad. Right. At my school in second grade, we were taught how to use chopsticks picking up kernels of popped popcorn. That's cool. Wow. Because yeah, there was a in in the in the in the episode where they're learning how to use chopsticks. We were sort of like, what? Like they teach you how to do that? But I guess in some schools they do. Yeah, I wonder which which country this was, and I wonder if this was a public or private school. Popcorn. One of the great snacks. I know that
1: you're a popcorn skeptic. I'm a bit of a Nick. popcorn skeptic, but yeah. I've known you know no 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 quarrels with those who are, are popcorn. fans. It sounds like you're furious, but <laughs> at my at my school in second
0: grade, we were taught that Christ hung on the cross for six hours.
2: Hmm. It's a long time. A little too long. They could have yeah. got him off. Yeah, that's sooner. enough. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we made our point. Let's get back to work. <laughs> uh, and that's it for uh, the chain reactions. Thank you guys so much for writing in, and I can't wait to hear what y'all have to say about Cyberpunk Edge Runners.
1: Yeah, send those in next time, and we will talk about the first two episodes, your reaction to the first two episodes, as we discuss the third and the fourth episodes of Cyberpunk Edge Edgerunners. Uh, if you're watching along with us, the series is on Netflix. Um, well guys, good episode. Great episode, and I think, I
2: don't think anybody got played today. I think, I think we got, nobody got played, I'll tell you that. Nobody Mm. got animated either. I think we got chromed.
0: Nice. Wow. (laughs)